What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Scry Me a River. This is episode number 59. I'm one of your Scry Me a Rivers, Riley Knight. <laughs> and joining me on the line from Dublin, Colorado, <laughs> it's Dennis Strangjack. How you going? What's up, sir? Yeah, how's it going? Let me just uh, talk to you about some food I cooked this week or some game I played that isn't magic at all. Although we should not throw stones in that house, hey? <laughs> At Talking about they, Among Us or something, we are in no <laughs> position with our... I mean, I would say that limited resources do have slightly more magic-related content than us, Dennis. Um, I, I think it might be too close to call, honestly. But only Riley, slightly. Riley, I have some exciting news for you. Do you? This is our 59th episode. It is. Do you know what celebrities are 59 years old? This is a fun um, game we could play every week. Okay. I'm right on famousbirthdays.com slash age slash 59.html Why? Right now. To find out. This is the new segment? There's some good ones in here. So like All Barack right. Obama, 59. Oh, good. is he really? Yeah. George Clooney, right. Eddie Murphy. Okay. But yep. the two that really caught my eye yes. are Carol Baskin. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's now a celebrity. Yep. And Phil Swift. Don't know who Phil Swift is. Phil Taylor Swift's Swift. dad? No, it's that Billy Ray. Bizarrely, though, Billy Ray Cyrus, which is to say Miley Cyrus's dad, is 59. But Phil Swift is the flex tape guy. What's flex tape? Was that like, is that like a slap chop? Kind of like a slap chop. That guy went to prison, though. Yes, he did go to prison. Yes, yes. (laughs) It's it's like a slap chop. It's this like vinyl tape you can put on stuff to seal it. Oh, yeah, the water thing. And it's like a thing where he slaps. Oh, what's it called? Phil Swift. That's called flex tape. Flex tape. And funny you should ask, is this episode of Scrum River is actually brought to you by ChannelFireball.com. One of the leading retailers. One of the leading retailers of non-infomercial based products. What would a Channel Fireball infomercial be like? We've talked about recording. Wait, we've done one. Yeah. There's actual, there's an actual. For you box we buy, yes, we did. I did, I did the voiceover for it. We did. There's grace, you know how in the infomercial there's always a, there's always a grayscale image of of a bumbling fool. Who's like, like, do, trying to do a normal household task and like making a ridiculous hames of it, yeah. Exactly. And James, the the content editor at Channel Fireball, filmed himself with magic cards in, like, just bo- carrying boxes of them. They're in the toilet. They're in his yeah, copy yeah. of the, the Lord of the Rings. And I spoke to him about it. It's like, yes, it wasn't a difficult part, part to play because I had to play the part of a bumbling buffoon. Who owns too <laughs> many like, magic oh. cards. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, James, come on, mate. But, I, yeah, I did the voiceover for that. I can't believe we picked. You know, I love when you think of an idea and you're like, "That's a good idea," and you've already done it. That's you've my already favorite. Done it. They're my favorite yeah. ideas. Yeah. Anyway, we what's cooking at CFB this week? Two exciting things this week, Riley. Yes, only two, not ten. Well, what are you talking about? Well, there are ten of them, not just two. Well, there's fourteen of those. What you're thinking? Oh, really? About. Are there fourteen? Oh, geez, I got outdone. Okay, tell us about the fourteen exciting things. Well, was fifteen. Before that, before, okay. that's the second part. First right. up, Riley, we got yes. the magical holiday booster crate. I did the voiceover for that ad too. You did. I did. So I should have known about that. <laughs> the one we're talking about today is the Magic the Gathering Holiday Commander Legends Booster Crate. Really. Okay. It's got a box of Commander Legends, which is a little tough to come by in a lot of places nowadays. Mm-hmm. Some sleeves, a playmat, two ultra relic canners, four path to exile, non foil path to exiles, five land promos, non foil lightning bolts, foil mutable, and a foil promo soul ring, all for the low low price of. Well, let me let me let me let me guess. Ten thousand dollars. Little highball. Okay, $20,000. Okay, that's not how it's a staunch negotiation. <laughs> 12999, baby. 12999, drive away. Literally, like, so Commander 12, Legends 12, boxes 000, cost that's a lot. That that's, I mean, I was joking with the $10,000, but you're charging 12, 13, basically $13,000? Yeah, basically thirteen grand. 
So thir- so what was it? Twelve nine nine nine. I said I said one two nine nine, which is twelve thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Yes. So twelve thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Can I say? Can I give a bit of feedback? Mm-hmm. I know that Channel Five will probably you know are struggling at the moment, given the fact that they just announced ridiculous deal after ridiculous deal and you've realized oh geez we actually need to juice these numbers up a little bit charging thirteen thousand dollars for this i think is i think you've overshot it a little bit tell you what i I can negotiate you one decimal point okay down to thirteen hundred well no no we can put that point wherever we want oh we can move the decimal point yes all right for 13 cents my friend No, the package is $129.99, which is to say $130. And yes. I mean, most of that is the Commander Legends box. And you're yes. basically playing like 10 bucks for all these amazing promos, this playmat, these sleeves. The, so it's kind of like if lines. you want a, um, a box of Commander Legends, here's a good way to get it with just a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Or if you wanted to buy an Ultimate Magic gift box, but don't mm. want 24 random Chaos Boosters and they still good want a the box of Commander Legends, there you yes. go. Yep. Yep. Great. But I mean, yeah, extra playmats, extra bloody sleeves or is there, are there sleeves in there there are sleeves in there so there's sleeves promos all that sort of stuff always useful always useful Riley, sell them. i mean you're, coach, it, it, very worst you sell them back what code should they use well now this brings us very neatly to our second very exciting thing exciting things number two through 15 which are the brand new affiliate tokens mm-hmm. that have been uh, that have just been released there is one incredible one and 13, eh, like, re- they're fine. They're good. The art's yeah, L- really good. LVD's one is really strong, actually. All right, mate. Okay, listen. There's one that I really want to talk about, and that's my one. I don't think I can ever wear a powdered wig and be taken seriously. Pardon? You don't think you can pull it off? I don't think I could pull off a powdered wig. So what Riley is referencing here is in his token, which you can probably see on your Twitter. You tweeted it, didn't you? I did. I did. Yeah. Um, you're wearing a powdered wig and you powdered have like wig. an old like 1700s century vest. And you're holding 18th your, century. 18th century. You're holding your ribs like you're Napoleon. You have a yep. stomach ulcer and all that jazz. Yep. Bunch of uh, bunch of little Riley Law Easter eggs in the yeah, background what are, can as you, well. Can you walk us through some of the Easter eggs in this? Actually, All right, let me tell you about some of the Easter eggs. So in the background, obviously, there is, there's pizza and nugs, the, only, the, 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 the two main food groups. <laughs> There's a statue of Herodotus wearing sunglasses, which is obviously a little little nod to my dumb history podcast, Half House History. Yep, I um, found one. Here. I found one yesterday looking at this token. There is the one of the scrolls has the words .net on it. Yes, one of the scrolls has .net on it, which was because the thing is, this was commissioned a long time ago when .net was hot property, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That sort of eased off in the Riley Law. But another good one is at the back on the screen. Can you see that Latin? Yeah, what does that say? That's the closest approximation to you love to see it that we could get in wow. Latin. Wow. I, I got the help of Andrew Brown and, um, uh, and, and Simon Gertsen, two noted Latin nerds. What is this cat on the leg of the table? I just like cats. Oh, okay. There's, there's no, like, there's, I just like cats. <laughs> okay, okay. You got your headset, of course. You got your little Clark Gable mustache. Yep, yep, yep. And the hand on the stomach, that is a Napoleon thing, right? That was just a pose that people used to do, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Either that or hands are really hard to draw. And so all the artists are just like, can you put your hand in your thing? I hate, I hate if you draw hands. <laughs> it's a very cool token. I think, it's I think really it might good. be my favorite one. It is easily the best one by, by quite a wide margin. Yeah. So people is. can buy just, people can buy just your token. They can get your token by using the code night at checkout. Yes. yes. There's no smart token as of yet. No we'll smart see. token. We'll Not good see. enough. We didn't put up the numbers. Do you know why? Because everyone's been using coupon code night. Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks for that money. Um, I, need, you, I need I need people to know that the smart code is used more than the night code. They must they must know. <laughs> is it actually? Yeah, of course. This is terrible news. Why is this terrible news? Because that's we're saving on tokens. That, but that's but that's how much? Like, 
How, what what is it? Is it is it close to fifty fifty or is it like sixty forty or what is it? Let me look it up. Let me let me let me check right quick. This is awful right because all of that that's all people who obviously are fans at least of me a little bit that could have used coupon code night but didn't use that they use smart so I have to give half the money to you. I hate this situation. Ooh, it's very close. Is it very close? It's very close. Smart only has fifty percent more uses than night. All right, mate. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's get those numbers up, everyone. Let's, let's use get coupon those code numbers night. Very, very simple to type in. It is the easiest, the shortest as well. It's the well, I'm in bad shape now because they get a token for using Knight. Yeah, they're not going to get a token for using Smar. Mm-hmm. Are we getting a Smar? Are there, there going to be a season two of tokens? I believe there will be a season well, two of tokens. I have then. to get us on them. We'll try and get a Smar one in there. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. That'll be the third Riley Knight token. Love to see it. Um, anyway, channel5.com, coupon code Knight. Smar. Um, no, no, no. Don't. Smar. Okay. All right. You. I S- think you of all people as a marketing director should know that it's important M- not to muddle your brand message. A. I mean, I've already, I've already forgotten. R- I've already. K N I G H T. Done. Easy. That's Simple. so many more letters. Some of them are silent. <laughs> well, that's it. You're only typing three letters that make any sound. Smile. You have to get every single one of them. Unless you're Australian because you don't pronounce the A or the Smart. R. Sorry. Smile. Which is a <laughs> be, baby food brand here. Could be S. Re- really? Smile. Yeah. How's that spelled? S M A. It's Smile. Smile. And that's a that's a baby food brand. I'm almost certain of it. Let me. Would you Would you like something food. very interesting? Huh. When I first saw what What's the most famous brand of peanut butter in 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 uh, in Ireland? Panda. Panda. Panda peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> Panda. <laughs> so when I first went to the states and saw Jif peanut butter, Jif, I was like, yeah. "That's very interesting," because in Australia, Jif is a very like high powered concentrated um, toilet cleaner. Well, basically, like a kitchen yeah. cleaner, like the we sort have of, that. Yeah, it's the one that when you open the bottle, the entire kitchen smells like it. There's another one which is Jif also make. Uh, Dara brings us a good stand up bit about this, which is Jif also make the um, little fake lemon juice. Oh yeah, also yeah. like Jif. lemon, whatever, like not the essence, but I know what you mean. Like concentrated and he was, stuff. Yeah. yeah, and he was listening to a woman complaining, but that she made pancakes one morning and she put the wrong Jif on her pancakes and it made her very sick. Yes, and imagine being like, oh, I got my little pancakes, a little bit of brown sugar on there, and then. Yeah, big creamy bleach, and you're like, mm, yeah. delicious, it's delicious. I'll eat all of this before I start, I start complaining. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Dennis, we right. have reams and reams of content to deal with today. We have one advice question, mm-hmm. and then just a buttload of Shark Tales, Woo-hoo! which uh, which I'm very excited to get to because we've got some crackers this week. We have some crackers we- today. We do have a magic together. This is a magic advice podcast, of course. And so we have a magic advice question here coming from Scorch. Now, Dennis, I'm just going to ch- get you to jump on scryfall.com real quick and look up a card because this revolves around. You need to know what this card does. You don't, you don't think I'll know what it does? I don't think you will. What's the card? We, I mean, we can test you right now. The card, the card is time reversal. Time reversal, the blue one, right? Yes. Great guess. I think it says each player no, shuffles no, their hand. No, yeah, I can see. You've already looked it up. You've already looked it, it up. And then draw seven cards. I think Exile Time Reversal is on this one. I think the flavor text is like any oaf can conquer a kingdom. It takes true power to conquer time. I think it's yep. a Shai Fusan Archmage quote. Okay. It's got the Howard Lion art, of course. And I yes. think I'm almost certain. When was it first printed? It was first printed in 2011. I'm pretty ah! sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there no collector number on this? Did they not do them for this? No, they didn't. No. Oh, oh, no, of course they did. Yeah. I can't see it. Where is the collector number? Oh, it's just hidden at the end of the copyright. So it's number 77, I think? 77, yeah, 77. And if I, if I memory serves now a little bit fuzzy, I think M12 had 249 cards in it, I'm pretty sure. Well, that's, yeah, okay. So, I mean, a lot of sets had 249. You don't get any points for that. Anyway, time reversal. 
Each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into his or her library, then draw seven cards, exile time reversal. That's the printed text of the card, and that's going to be important, Dennis, as we ask, as we get into this question. Before we get into that question, Randy, I have a print of this art. Do you actually? Yes. And you don't know what the card did? I did. I just rattled it off perfectly. First you time. had to look it up. You, you got a, wow, what a fake fan. I got it at a, a Grand Prix yeah. back in the day when those existed, when Howard Lyon used to do this thing where he would hide pieces of art around the oh, GP. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. he'd tweet out clues as to where we'd hidden them. And Nikki nice. found a, a yeah. little print of time reversal. That's very cool. It's good art, Bront. Good art, Bront. All right. You know what? The, so here's the deal, right? Okay, we're still not reading the question. All right. Well, you, know, you know you make fun of me for not reading the questions beforehand. Yeah. I haven't even opened the doc this time. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I, right, need to, Dennis, I need a moment to navigate to it. I'll buy, the t- I'll buy you some time here, right? Uh, by by padding. Barack Obama today, right? Barack Obama today? Pardon? Barack Obama episode today? That's today? Is this what we're calling the episode? What? Yeah, we're naming it after celebrity every, every week. This is Barack age. Obama. All right, sure. Um, but I'll just pad by by making it sound like I'm saying things when I'm actually not really adding anything of, of any great. Have you got the thing open yet? Yeah. I have open well, why didn't you just tell me that so I could stop padding? <laughs> All right. This question comes in from um, from Scorch. Remember, time reversal. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Disma, I have a magic-related advice question. If MTG rev- were real and I used time reversal to fi- fix a clogged toilet, would the poo remain inside the toilet or go back inside me? Mm. So the the key text here is each player. Which yes. implies to me that this, that the Tamarosa would unwind all poop related activities around the world. So everybody no. would receive their last turd in. No, this is a localized time reversal. Localized time reversal? This is a localized time reversal. Like you're casting it to you, like you're not casting time reversal on a, on a galactic scale, right? So if you, if you cast a localized time reversal spell and you've taken a dump in the toilet, let's say. Yeah. Where does the, does where that, does the poo does end the up? Dump, does that dump chase you down the hall? Or does it no? Or is it a thing? Okay, so it says reversal. So like that, that implies that there's a level of like um, it doesn't it doesn't snap to one point. No, right? it cranks back. It reverses like a, a rewind type thing. So do do you have a little turd? Yeah, chasing you like I think the follows. turd would float up in the air to the point where it would be roughly equivalent to where it was in your rectum when you were sitting on the toilet. Right. Uh, and and then, then it would either leave the the localization of this time reversal and just plop onto the floor. Or the time reversal would finish and would pop back into the toilet. See, I think it puts things back to how they used to be. But then, if you're outside of the field of the localized time reversal, then how would the how would the poop? Well, get that's back the question. Are that? we rewinding or are you rebooting Windows to a specific date? Basically, because if, if you're rebooting Windows to a specific date, then okay. the poop just disappears. Each player shuffles their hand and graveyard into their library, then draws seven cards. Exile time reversal. So the thing is here, time reversal doesn't really reverse time. No, not at all. It doesn't really reverse time. It's not no. like take the last seven cards you played, put them in your hand, like to put cards back on top of your library, anything else no. like that. It is kind of like a we're starting again, right? Fresh start. And it will be different. And it will be different. It won't be the same. So we're not bound by the rules here. We're no. not bound by by sort of deterministic rules. Anything could happen. I think it has I think it has to disappear. And you have a fresh start with a new hand and new toilet. That is what the text of the spell indicates would happen to me in real life. So okay, let's 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 suppose then that doing it would actually conjure in sort of Rick and Morty style a new toilet from a, an, a parallel dimension. No, no, I think you are splintering the timeline here, rather than conjuring a new toilet. Into Still yours. very much in in the Rick and Morty wheelhouse, but yes, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're sort of we're taking a different leg of the trousers of time. Yeah, where there was no poop, where there was none to begin with, because that does fix the clogged toilet. Yeah. Dennis, what's the really, best card it's to, the, to, it's to a fix paper a clogged cl- toilet? Um, Lightning bolt? Anguish done making? 
much better than mine oh my goodness i would quite like the idea of a lightning bolt hitting a toilet but <laughs> no anguish i'm making if if you don't have a plunger blasphemous act maybe oh. <laughs> gotta get in there <laughs> gotta get up in there in the elbow up to the elbow mate oh how does he do it how does he do it everyone you're or so call, quick call, call the episode there i guess <laughs> oh jeez, dennis very good gear from you mate unbelievable well i think we dealt with that one yeah, that's what. Now that we got all that boring, that very serious Magic the Gathering strategic advice out of the way. Let's move on to my absolutely. What is rapidly becoming my favorite segment, Riley? Shark Tales. Woohoo! Yes, very. It, it, it is fantastic. It really seems to have uh, to struck a chord with the community. Yeah, because, which is upsetting because uh, it means there's a lot of sharks out there. But our listeners are they're not fish. No, no, they're well, shark listeners. Shark- and our first one here, I want to read this one because Dennis, I suspect you and I are going to have very different perspectives on this one. Mm, okay. This one comes into us from at Anchor Point, who has a sharking slash "Am I the asshole?" question. Well, so that's already, just, this is this is just a shark tale from a shark. I see. This I is think, potentially from a shark, right? <clears throat> from the shark's mouth. This wasn't magic, but considering CFB's expansion into Pokemon. Mm. I thought this might be a good cross-promotion opportunity as well as a chance to resolve something once and for all. So thanks so much. Thanks very much to Ad Anchor Point giving us that sick cross channel Pokemon plug, yeah. Channel Pokemon available now. ChannelPokemon.com. You can go get all your, all your bloody Wiggly Tufts, mate. Don't even worry about it. Back in the day, when the Pokemon craze hit, I had a bunch of cards and would trade and play a little with my cousin, who lived nearby and is the same age as me, okay. and my younger brother. There were a couple of times when my cousin and I bullied my brother into making blatantly unfavorable trades or lied to him about how cards were valued. While our relationship has, has since recovered from this, I've thought about it all the more with the recent sharking chat, and I'm coming to you for judgment or for absolution. Is there an age exemption for sharking? Is this something that should haunt me, or can I let it go? We were about 10, me and my cousin, and my brother was seven years old at the time. So there's two now, things here. I I'm, think that... So, at Anchor, I think I'm much more on, a, on her level, right? Okay. Than you're going to be, but I'm I'm very interested to get your perspective here. There's two questions, and I would love to get Mashi Scanlon here on this because these are legal questions. Yes, yes. One of them is: Is your crime in your crime? Are you being tried as a baby shark to do to do, as opposed to an adult shark? Probably. But the real question, I think, I don't think it's an age exemption. I think it's a statute of limitations. Should yes. you still feel bad about this? Yes. The answer is yes. No. No, no, I don't think no, so. Don't the think answer so. is absolutely not. There is so there so we can look at the legal side of it as well, but there's an even higher power at work what's the, here. What, what's higher than the the, the higher the than actual like like legal court law with judges and wigs and all that sort of stuff? Mm-hmm. Sibling law. What okay, well I'm an only child, so this is your And this is what this is what I was gonna say. Dennis is gonna come here with a cold, hard, calculated view of this, very balanced. I'm coming into this as an as an older brother. At Anchor Point, approaching the situation as an older sister, right? Mm, okay. I was so far off board with this until that magic word appeared. The, ma- the two magic words that every older sibling loves to see. Little brother? Younger brother. Sharking? I won't have any of it. Bullying? Not on. I'm, I, I think me, you, and this show, we are firmly anti-bullying. Yeah, I agree. Unless, Dennis... Unless now, Riley, Riley, are you sibling. older than Oliver? Yes. Okay, what is the worst thing you ever did to Oliver? Um. Oh, I mean, oh, what do I? Where? Do, what do I pick here? <laughs> this is the real pack one, pick one sibling trauma. That's the real. We. So I've already told. I've already for. told the story about the handcuffs, right? Not here. Have I not? 
Not to my knowledge. I think I did, because we handcuffed Pat O'Neill's sister to the staircase one time. Okay. I told that story on this show before. Uh, what, what does that have to do with Oliver? Well, I handcuffed Oliver to a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know what Australia's like. I know it's a prison colony, but how, how ready <laughs> access to family heirlooms, mate? This is what my great 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 grandfather came to this country and these handcuffs, and if they're not good enough for him, they're like. <laughs> That's good. Um, no, I handcuffed Oliver to a lot of things. Um, so I had a couple of moves that I loved to pull on Oliver. Oliver, um, he wouldn't he he had a big thing about like if you touched his food or burped on his food or anything to do with his food, if you mess with his food he wouldn't eat it right so i've told this story before mum used but to buy bags if you burped of- on my food i would not want to eat it but that's by the by but you're not my little brother sure it's very different mummy would buy mum would buy these bag these bags of cookies right Riley said mummy on the podcast sorry go ahead yeah it sounded like that didn't it because it, it sounded like that because that was what you said I, I, I'm not even going to try to find it because I don't know what I was trying to say. I think it was mum, he would buy. and then I've never heard you call your mum mummy before. So I don't call my like, which, which means you're only more, it's more likely you're just calling me mummy, which is like fine. I don't hate that energy. It's okay. <laughs> it's a safe okay. space. I'm not even going to try to dig my way out of this. I said something that sounded like mummy. It wasn't my intention to say mummy. I never call my mum mummy. You call me mummy. That's fine. I call anyone. You get him, Tiger. Anyway, mummy, right? She used to buy these bags of cookies. Mm -hmm. And I would open up the bag, right, fresh. I'd take out one. Mm -hmm. I'd give it a big slurp, both sides, lick all over it, right? Put it back in the bag and then close the thing and shake it up. Thus ruining all the cookies for Oliver. Oliver would need a single one. one. And when mum would pack them in his lunch at school, I could go down from grade five to grade three, get them out of his lunchbox and eat them. Wow, re-put you so. Very nice. Yeah, exactly. Stunks. So that was one thing I did. Um, I also got in a lot of trouble one time because I convinced him that it would be a good idea to light his farts on fire. I've told this story as well before. Oh, is this a, is, are you going to end up giving your brother a singed rectum? <laughs> like, is that how this No, mum caught us. Mum caught us and I got in trouble. He was the one with his ass out. He was the one with his ass out in the backyard, bent over, ready to, to to rip a toot. But I was the one who got in trouble because I was the one holding the bloody, you know, the clicky stove lighter thing that you use. Yeah, the long ones. Yeah, you wouldn't long- want to, we wouldn't get in there with a big Oh, I didn't want to get close. What if it was a big fart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was, I was you're, quite- you're, you're, you're danger close. That's right. Exactly. So, no, look, I can I can absolutely empathize with at Anchor Point here. And I think my only, I'm like, I, I think what I'm feeling, the emotion I'm feeling right now, Dennis, to be honest with you, and we can, you know, we can get a bit more serious here. I'm feeling disappointment. Oh. I'm feeling disappointment and a little bit of... Because at Anchor Point didn't lick her little brother's Pokemon cards. <laughs> no, more because at Anchor Point is... Seems to be it's a, questioning herself and wondering whether this was even... You know, Dennis, this is what happens in an age of political correctness gone mad. Mm-hmm. You know, Go you've, got older, you've got older brothers, older siblings around the world worrying if all the bullying they did of their younger brothers, younger siblings when they were kids, worrying if it was, it was the wrong thing. And can I tell you No. It was not. It's you a proud family justified. tradition. You are toughening them up, my friends. That's what you're doing. You're doing them a service. The reason the younger brothers and the younger sisters of the world are able to come and take the knocks they do in the real world, Dennis. How did Oliver turn out? Very good. Very well. I lost all his hair. I don't know if that had anything to do with the stress that I imparted him as an old. <laughs> yeah, it tore it all out. <laughs> but he's very good. He's very good. Earns, you know, he earns decent wage, you know, settled down nice, uh, nice property. Do you, in still get his co- do you still get his cookies if you ever hang out? He still doesn't like that sort of thing. I think if I did that in his house, he would be he would be actually upset. Not just like sort of, oh, isn't this fun? He'd be actually like, what are you doing? 
I mean, yeah, you're a 30 year old man. You can't go licking other people's cookies. Still do it. I still, I still, I still bully the hell out of my younger brother and sister. My sister screams, and all I do every time I raid her is just go in there. Like, if Twitch came in and saw the stuff that I said to my sister, (laughs) if like Bezos was sitting there watching me come in and just hurl abuse at her whenever I I raid her, yeah, it was funny. This happened in my stream. Um, um, someone, uh, someone was just talking about something, and then someone else in the chat was like, "Shut the hell up! No one asked your opinion." I was like, "What?" Oh, what the hell? You can't come in here and talk to someone else like that. Are you kidding? And I was like, and then the person goes, oh, sorry, he's my younger brother. I probably should have made that clear. And I was like, oh, mate, please. <laughs> and then I got out on the bullying as well. <laughs> what is, you got some messed up, like, you're, you're going to be like, man, did you know if you run over your brother with a car in some place, it's actually illegal. Yeah, there's they some like bullshit law and they'll put you yeah. to prison or they'll put you in prison or something. Unbelievable. You're, you have some unresolved issues. I need a family therapist. <laughs> I honestly, like, okay, I'm kind of playing this up a little bit. Yeah, no, I know, of course. But like, this is a very real thing. And I think you as an only child, you just, you just don't, you just don't get it. I think, I think this is boys will be boys, which is just involved to kids will be kids at this stage. It's definitely not boys will be boys because one of my exes, she, I learned things off her about how to bully. Well, including at anchor point. And it's at anchor points as well. Absolutely top of the class, apart from the, the self doubt now. The so guilt. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just nip this in the bud here for at anchor point. It's not something you should haunt. It's the, so at any point, ask, is this something you should haunt me or can I let it go? It's not something that should haunt you, nor is it something you should let go. I think you stuff should you be do calling when your, your brother. Like, call, call your brother. Call, after listening to the podcast, call your brother and say, ha nerd, remember that time that I ripped off that bloody Venusaur of you? Idiot. Put him in his place. <laughs> Assert your dominance over. And Dennis just doesn't understand. All right, right. We're going to move on to a question here from I am Spartacus. All right, go. Spartan Express in to say, here's a shark tail woohoo for you guys. Just put it right there in the question for us. Very convenient. Mm-hmm. A year or so ago, I met someone who had a giant collection of cards, and I played with them a bunch and traded a lot of resources for a bunch of their cards. This is a very strange... Yeah, weird way to put it, hey? Yeah, did you give them iron ore? Yeah, I gave them sheep and wood for them, yeah. Yeah, anyway, some Jojans. A while later, I wanted to switch decks and decided to trade those cards back for some other ones. This is d- describing a trading card game. It's yep. weird. Lo and behold, the person told me that the cards were actually not real cards and had no value and that they wouldn't be giving me anything back. Whoa. It had seemed a bit fishy from the beginning, but I hadn't really admitted to myself. I ended up losing a lot from this, therefore I would recommend when you meet this person, you use caution. The person's name, of course, was the MTG Arena client. And Dennis, this is why we always read the questions ahead of time. Now I understand. I knew you wouldn't read this. I knew you wouldn't read this, and that's why I had to hurry to make sure that I read at Anchor Point's question so you would read the second one. What a twist. What a twist, Dennis. And what you never twist. saw it coming. I knew you were like, oh, resources. That's weird. They're just trading us like this. Yeah. So this is referring to the fact that if you have four Theros Beyond Death steam vents, mm. you or whatever. No, that's, yeah. No. Seven, th- th- Theros is typically where you see the shop. All right. Content. If you have four of like the dual lands from an older set and you get the, you have to get, you can get the same dual lands again in a core set. Yeah. Fable Passage so is you, the classic you example. Can, yeah. You can use them in standard still, I believe. That still yeah. works, right? Yep. But you can still open them in packs. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. Pretty kind of bogus, but hey. And I mean, it's also the fact that, like, in Hearthstone, you know, you can dust cards. Yeah, there's no, it's a one, it's a monodirectional system. In like, you can't, it. once you've got the cards, you just absolutely can't do anything with it. Yep, pretty bad, but good gag. Yeah, you got me. Got you. Got me. You got me right. head over heels, dude. Uh, got another question here. This one is a, a proper shark tale here from Secret Out. <clears throat> Riley, you can't tell people their Oh, hell. sorry. Oh, jeez. Um, we've got here from uh, just a regular human. Nothing. Rather bulbous right, eyes, let's, I let's, suppose. We have to disguise them, right? We got we we'll just make up a fake name. We've got a question here from a hoot hoot wasn't me. Go ahead. 
<laughs> we got a question from from just just a regular human with a very flexible neck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just really likes eating raw yeah. mice. There's nothing. Yeah, f- f- Field Mass Muncher Twenty Four writes in. <laughs> I got him on that one. Oh, I like that one. Oh, dear. Field Mouse Marcher 24 asks, <coughs> My greatest shark tale Ooh. has finally come to a close after 19 years. Wow. Saga. All the shark way back saga. in 2001, fifth grade sat me at a desk that was in a group of four. One of the guys who also sat at that pod was the class bully. Boo. His name was Riley Nose. As we've already said, anti-bully. Um, uh, specifically, he would rag on me and others, but proximity is a thing, for being into Pokemon cards at the time. We got a lot. It's a Pokemon-heavy episode. Little did he know that his hubris. Well, yeah. So Secret Owl was a nerd at the time, right? That's the problem. You mean Field Mouse Munch Twenty Four? Field Mouse Munch Twenty Four. Yes, huge nerd. Huge nerd getting picked on, right? Anyway, said bully brought in the cards from a couple of packs of of the base set that, according to him, his mum bought him in order to maintain his image of I hate baby things and everyone who likes them is a garbage person. I understand this, right? It's like, oh, aren't those kids at school into Pokemon cards? Here, I'll get you some of them. Like, oh, I don't want this, like that, right? Makes a lot of sense. Um, anyway, in order to maintain this image, he looks at his 30 or so cards nonchalantly, they're just open, and then tosses a lightly to moderately played hollow foil base set Charizard on Whoa! my desk and says, you like this trash, you take it, but give me a candy. The candy that he was referring to was two individually wrapped extra large lemon heads. Did you have lemon heads as a kid? Yeah, they're like, they're like warheads, right? They're like, they're like the, the really super, the super, super sour, sour ones, ones yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Even at the time, eleven-year-old me knew that this card was uh, what this card was worth since base set had been out for two years. At this point, for anyone else, I would have alerted them to the fact and not fleeced what nineteen years later turned out to be hundreds of dollars of store credit to CFB. Woo! This kid <laughs> deserved the sharking he set himself up for, and I feel no remorse for it. Just last week, I finally said goodbye to the old girl, and that's how I traded twenty cents of candy for a modern deck. What a tale. What a What tale. a shark tale. Woo-hoo. Ups and downs, smiles and frowns. I cried. I laughed. Amazing. It was... It, I I love it. Like, this is... Oh, man. A Charizard's really worth that much now. Yeah. Like, I don't have one. I've got a Venusaur and a Blastoise, like, but I never a had a Charizard. condition one's like two or three grand. If it's Shadowless, it's like 30 grand or whatever. Shadowless? Yeah, it's some other type of... I don't know. I don't, uh, really, I don't, I don't know if I have Pokemon cards. Right. Okay, sure. Um... Yeah, no, I, I, but the thing is, we never played with sleeves. So I, I, I remember <laughs> I looked at them last time I was in Australia. I'm like, geez, these are worth a fortune. They are so busted up. They are so busted up, man. Um, but yeah, I never, I never had it. I never had one. I never had a, um, I remember I traded a, uh, for a Firo. Oh, yeah. In first class. Can I tell you a very sad story? Please do, Dennis. I'm here to listen. You're not, you're so not I, my younger brother. So I'm not going to make, a, I'm not going to make, yeah. take advantage of this situation. So when I went to, Primary school for the first time was, I would have been four or five, mm-hmm. I suppose, five, yeah. on that line. Mm-hmm. And I went in with my parents. Yep. And this is one of my, this is actually makes me, this is one of my saddest memories. And it's sad in a very, it's, not, it's sad in a normal way. Mm. We went in there and we stood, my parents stood with me and I did a, a, a puzzle, a jungle book puzzle. Like a jigsaw puzzle. A jigsaw puzzle. Did you speak yeah, English? yeah, I did. Okay. Cause you, I'm not, I'm asking this because you were raised in a Croatian household. Yeah. 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 I'm putting, putting Baloo in. You know, mm-hmm. Mowgli's there. Yep, yep, yep. And you know, if you look in the back, you can see Carl, whatever, you know, the snake. Yep. And then my parents are like, all right, well, we're going to go now. And this was not an aspect of the trip that I had been briefed on. Oh, you didn't understand that this was part of the I whole- didn't understand that A, they were going to be leaving, or more importantly, B, that they will be coming back in about five hours. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I oh, oh, lost no. it. So they're just like, all right, this is your home now. Yeah. 
And I was like, but I've already I've almost finished the puzzle. What am I going to do? Yeah, there's nothing else for me to do once I do this I puzzle. I wept. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And just one of, my, one of my earliest memories is sitting at the end of a table. Now, in my memory, this table is like comically long. Yeah, it's like, like it's like a feasting table of, a, of, a, of a, like a mount in the hall of the mountain. A banquet room. hall, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just, I'm crying and everybody's looking at me. Yeah, in reality, that's definitely not what happened. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I still get heart footers thinking about that, that jungle book. That's a, that is a rough beat, man. I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that. And then I went and sat, and I went over to my friend Mark Flanagan. We're out. We're going to be, um, you know, no, we're just doxing the people. Like here, you yeah. do, yeah. Just doxing. I, I mean, it's Flanagan. not an episode of Smile unless we haven't doxed someone from our primary school. Yeah. Mark Flanagan was doing what was the single. Let me tell you about block. Martha Brown. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Flanagan was building the single dirt tower in Minecraft of the time, which was the single tower of Lego blocks. Oh yes, yes, yes. Of and course, I came yep. up to him and I said, and I said, "Is it okay if I play? If I play with you?" And he yeah. said, "Yeah." And we put Lego block towers together before school properly started. Yeah. And Mark and I are friends to this day. Dennis, that's very sweet. Except I traded Mark a Firo, and the next day I came in, Buster the Row was like, give my Firo back, man. Now I want it back. I don't want it. I'm not interested. What What did you trade it for? I don't remember, but I Just, was furious. You need, you need, you needed that <laughs> Firo back. back. That was your Terry the Tangler. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. That's, I'm glad. Did you get your Firo back? I believe I did. It didn't cost you your friendship with Mark Flanagan? No, and How's I did Mark not doing these days? Still building? Either, though, so. What's that? How's he doing these days? Still building? I assume so. He does rock climbing, which I mean, which implies to me he finished the tower. He feels it finished the tower, now he climbs the he's tower. He's scaling it, yeah. That's very good, yeah. There is someone that I went, uh, there's someone actually quite famous that I went to primary school with. Barack Obama. Uh, Barack Obama, yeah. He and I were classmates back in uh, 59. Probably not 59. How old is he? He is 59. Yeah, he is 59. I, I missed that one. <laughs> no, I actually went to school with someone quite famous, an international supermodel. So look out for that. that that'll come in a future episode of SMART. An international supermodel. An international supermodel. I went to the. Uh, she's kind of fallen off the face of the earth re- in recent times, unless I'm not sure. Anyway, who is it? Well, write in if you want to guess who it is, and I'll tell you. What if, do you mean uh, write in? Send a postcard to Blue Peter. What do you mean write yeah, in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's smart, buddy. Santa Clara P.O. Boulevard Box. or whatever. <laughs> um, no, no. I'm, look, we've already doxed one primary school classmate. We'll save the supermodel for next week. Yeah, we'll say we'll save the supermodel for next week. All right, Dennis, we got one more. Shark tail We got one more shark tail here. Hit us, Ryan, with a big promise here, Riley. Get ready for the biggest shark tale the podcast has ever heard. I mean, this is that, that, you're setting the bar very high, Ryan. You better deliver. Mm. Back in 2012, when me and my friends had just started playing Kitchen Dipper Magic, I opened a really sweet Liliana of the Veil. Ooh, a lot of money. I refused to trade it. Okay. Sentimental value, you can't yeah. put a price on that. Liliana of the Veil probably put a price of like what forty dollars or something on it. Thirty dollars. It was up to. It was over hundred at one point. I'm not sure. It's less now though. Surely, maybe yeah. yeah. In any case, a few months later, we went on a school trip to Atlanta, Georgia. There we did many touristy things, like going to the aquarium. At the Georgia Aquarium, there is a whale shark. Why is this really like a deposition? What's going? Where is the story going? Uh, whale sharks are the largest sharks and can grow to eighteen meters long. No other shark comes close. This was by far the biggest shark tail, spelled T A I L, I have ever seen. And Dennis, that's why you always read the question ahead of time. I got you again. I got you again. That's two in the same episode. Now, Dennis, have we learned anything from this? Uh, Oh, we've learned plenty. Actionable, zero. (laughs) Just zero. Flat zero. Now, Dennis, will this change anything in the future? Oh, God, no. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. See, I wanted to end you. It's very very interesting that these questions came in in the same week because Mm -hmm. I wanted to message people and say, right, Send in questions 
that will trip Dennis up if he doesn't read them ahead of time. So stuff that is just like a little hard to follow or something like that. But I thought the moment I do that, people will alert you to it because they love to see me vexed. They love to see me vexed. Here's the thing. You have an additional mode of communicate with the audience that I don't. On the stream? No. You edit the podcast. I don't listen to the podcast after we've recorded it. Oh, that's so You can put stuff in. I never thought of that. I never thought of that. I could put stuff in in the yeah at the at the like I could be like quick note here yeah, yeah, yeah okay all right well quick note here everyone oh Dennis is listening he's on the call I'm right literally now, on the call <laughs> yeah it's gonna it's not gonna work but Dennis I got you so good thank you, you to me, Ryan got me rope doped 100 and thank you for I'm Spartacus for sending in unprompted these questions that I I knew again and Dennis do you see I had to set out the document in a way that was innocent there was capitalization was that I got rid deft. of to make sure you wouldn't read them and all that sort of stuff. I'm vexed. Gotcha. You you, you definitely did. 50% of the shark tails were ruse. <laughs> <laughs> were japes. <laughs> they were but japes. Oh, mate. Never oh, was there it. a bigger dullard than thee. <gasps> okay. All right. He's not He's not happy. <laughs> Vein twitching in his temple. <laughs> you got me. You got me. Oh, very good. That's it. There's no more content. We never thought of a Halo name for um, Charizard River, did we? Arbiter Me River? No, there's not. Well, I mean, with the, the way that stuff is named in Halo, it would be like transgress me a, a sky column or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the, is anything all, in Halo run with Scry? Well, while I'm while you're thinking of that, I'm going to give people a bit of a backstory. Welcome to the end of our podcast, Charizard Me River, where Dennis and I talk about <laughs> yes. the video games that we've been playing in. More than ever before, the video game, when we say we, that is really is the operative yes, word because true. we have been playing video games together. We've been getting, but Dennis and I have had a, have problems uh, getting out of bed in the morning. So we, we came. Sounds we like we sleep together. Pardon? That sounds like we sleep together. Dennis and I have trouble after, after a, a night of, of, of rigorous lovemaking. Yes. Passionate rigorous <laughs> After, after, so, after soothing each other. And if I'm good, he gets to call me mummy. <laughs> to the embrace of sleep. <laughs> after spooning Dennis into, uh, into the night's embrace. Um, no, Dennis and I have trouble getting out of bed in the morning just because we're just lazy. And uh, so we, we made a pact that we would get up early every morning and play video games together before we start our day. And we're just mm-hmm. carving extra hours out of the day. It's yeah, fantastic. I just, sleep, I just spend less time in bed. And I do, not, the, I do exactly the same amount of work. It's just, I just I'm not even really going to bed much earlier. Yep, nope. But I'm just, I'm just doing more with my day because I get to spend time with my best mate playing games. Yeah. So we start off with Halo. We played through Halo 1, 2 and just finished Halo 3. Um, mm-hmm. And we also will come to what else we finished, got through very quickly here. But I want to talk to you about Halo. And I guess yeah. the next, the, the, oh, no, actually, we'll talk about, okay. Let's do this as a package deal. We finished Halo 3. We then started Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, mm-hmm. and also have finished that since. Mm-hmm. And what this was really was a, sort of a cultural exchange between Dennis Absolutely. and I. I had an Xbox when Halo's, I was a teenager. Halo's a, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a console a play, war exchange. Dennis had a PlayStation. Years later, two old adversaries come together in the bonds of friendship um, after a night of rigorous lovemaking, and um, uh, I, because Dennis never played, he played like he played like some multiplayer. I played some multiplayer friends has, but so Halo, so uh, I Halo and Pizza, you know. I was there when uh, you know when he when he played through Halo for the first time, and I've never played Metal Gear Solid, and have never really been interested in it beyond just like I, you know I see jokes on things like Colonel, my my thighs are dummy thick and all that sort of yeah, stuff, yeah. like the jokes on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, that's funny, but it's been it's been a real cultural exchange for the two of us, Dennis. Yeah, so Halo. Like I always knew about Halo multiplayer. I played Halo. I watched Red vs. Blue and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I get, I'm, I, I think I have a good cultural osmosis level of understanding mm-hmm. of Halo. Some things I didn't know about Halo. 
Um, I was, I didn't know that there is simultaneously more and then less story in Halo than I expected. Yes. The game sort of sets up as if there's going to be a lot more story and then just kind of doesn't really deliver on that in the the actual missions. Unless you go go super deep, find down, find the terminals. But even just like the dialogue is hard to hear. Like, yeah, Cort- I found the dialogue, like, just, like, from an audio editing yeah. perspective, hard to hear. Like, Cortana, you'll be in the middle of shooting, and Cortana will be like, interesting, I've accessed the, the, the mainframe of the index, and it's, it tells me this interesting and plot and, but in, thing. And meanwhile, you're like, pew, 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 like, yeah. yeah. Didn't the realize th- the flood was a thing. The other thing, that, that my, probably my favorite moment of playing this with Dennis was, like, when we, um, I think it's, in, is it Assault on the Control Room? I think, whatever the level uh-huh. where you first meet the flood in Halo, in the original Halo, right? Um. And we go down there and it's like, this is kind of spooky. Why is there like blood mm. on the walls? What's like, why are all these dead Marines here? What? Hang on. Yeah. Why are the Covenant running away? Hang on. Is this, this is like a horror, horror vibes? And I'm like, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. And then I quickly grew to hate the flood. Yes. Dennis did not like fighting the flood. <laughs> Don't like fighting the flood. I love, I actually enjoyed, enjoyed fighting Covenant more than I expected. Yes. Yep. Um, but yeah, the game's fun. I think the game is a much better vehicle combat game than it is a run and gun game. The vehicular combat in Halo is really what sets it apart from really me. Good, but, yeah. but I remember reading an interview with the developers of Halo years ago, and they said, what we wanted to do was encapsulate and perfect that same 30 seconds of fun that you mm-hmm. have in a... Duck and cover, throw a grenade, flank an enemy. In a firefight, right? Yeah. And I think they delivered on that. If you want to the call Halo repetitive, is, and if you want to call Halo unvaried, I accept that criticism. I think it's I think it's valid. I think the, the vehicular combat is very well set up, and I think that a lot of like the 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 set the tactical set pieces are quite good. But it is the same gameplay loop every time mm-hmm. with slightly different weapons, vehicles, or whatever. But like it is the same time, and across three games, this is something that you brought up playing Halo back to back to back. That's the problem. Yeah, playing 40, 40 hours of Halo in two weeks was it sort of highlighted the fact that it is quite repetitive, yeah. Especially when the games are always, and now we are the co- we are f- the Marines and we're fighting the Covenant, or we're the Covenant and we're fighting other Covenant. Or the and Flood. Then, yeah. And now we're fighting the Flood, yeah. and now we're fighting both of them at the same time, mm-hmm. and credits. Exactly, yeah. But what did you think overall? Overall, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, I liked a lot of the characters. I liked Commander Miranda. Commander Miranda was very good, yep. I liked Commander Miranda a lot. I liked Dennis Johnson, was obviously. oddly invested in Commander Miranda. I really like Commander Miranda. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and um, you like how Johnson, who ended up just being like a bit of, you know, just a frothy sort of side character in Halo 1, ended up becoming a fully fleshed out, like, main character in 2 and 3. Yeah. Chief has less weather characterization than I thought he would. Has less? Well, both more and less. But he's just Link. Like, he's, he's a player. He's- but he has the least useful amount of characterization. Ah, not zero. He but- talks. He, he's, he's like limit approaching silent protagonist. Yes. But then he does talk and make jokes sometimes, and I'm like, well, "Who are you now? <laughs> now, now, I, now I'm confused." Yeah. Um, and then I didn't really buy the weird like love relationship between Chief and Cortana. Yeah, that was weird to me. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really make a lot of sense. Did a bunch of technological stuff I didn't understand, like when she gets stuck with the Gravemind. the Gravemind spoilers for a game that came out ten years ago. Why can't they just like copy her or download her or something? She yeah. even sends a message. Why didn't she just copy herself and send that as the or whatever? I don't know. I'm sure there are in-universe justifications, as Brian G- David Guild has shown us. There are like four million Halo novels, so I'm Books, sure it's all yeah. it's all covered covered off in there. But <clears throat> you like this experience of culturally enriching yourself. Yeah, now I know about Halo and the Flood, and I knew about like banshees and ghosts and stuff mm. from playing the uh, multiplayer and just taking it out with my friends when I was a kid. But I actually understand a lot more of what Halo has to offer. And it's a very, very tight, very, very impressive shooting game, especially for its time. Yes. 
Yeah. It's, I mean, you you see why it is like the killer app, right? For the 100%. Xbox. You see why it is. It, I mean, it, it redefined first-person shooters. Yeah, 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 100%. You know? I mean, all the, all the games that were based off it, right? Like Doom and whatever else. <laughs> Quake. Quake, Doom, Unreal Golden Tournament, Eye. you know. Yeah, Age of Empires. Age of Empires, yeah. yeah. Pong, um, you know, all the classics. Yeah, yeah. Stone Chess. Age, Cave Chess, painting. of course, obviously a mod for Halo 2. Um. <laughs> No, you can see like a seminal, a seminal game series. Hundred percent. Much like Dennis. Much like, and I feel bad for you because I think there's more meat on the Metal Gear discussion bone because it's so ridiculous. Well, let's get into Metal it. So, what's going to happen here? If 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 you want to sit and listen to a spoiler-filled podcast about a game that came out in 1998, Dennis. So, for those who listen to the episode with Pleasant Kenobi, I was very anti MGS purely because mm-hmm. Dennis and Vince was so keen on it and wanted me to listen to it so much. And I was just completely put off by this, right? It was the guy who forcibly made you leave his house with an anime DVD and then asked you every single time he sees you after that. Have, have you watched, watched it yet? yet right? yeah. So I was going into this game being like, I'm going to do it because like, I think it will culturally enrich me, right? But my expectations are not high. And I have to say, it's a really good game. Mm-hmm. It's a really Real, it is a revolutionarily good game. Like we looked up halfway through playing, and I was like, "Right, let me tell you some other games that came out the same year yeah. as Metal Gear Solid." And the list is much like it's like a Grand Theft Auto, period. Not Grand Theft Auto Three. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, like it's wild. Caesar Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Caesar Three. Age of Empires. Period. These are this this game was a long way ahead of its time. It was revolutionary. Came out right around the same time as Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. Six weeks before time. Are you ready for this, Dennis? I I I wasn't going to say this publicly, but I'm actually going to say Here's the Ryanite Big Call. I'm going to say this. This is a Ryanite Big Call. I'm going to say this publicly. Metal Gear Solid is objectively a better game than Ocarina of Time. I'm tweeting it. I don't like it more. I like Ocarina of Time more, but I think Metal Gear Solid is objectively a better game than Ocarina of Time. I think Ocarina of Time is overrated. It is the Beatles of the Zelda series. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Seminal. Very important to the development of the industry, but there are better games. There have been better games since, and people are saying that it's the best. It's just like the it's just like the Empire Strikes Back. It's not the best one. People think that it is. It's not. But I think, think Metal Gear Solid is a better game. I like it less, but I think objectively it's a better game. I'm tweeting this right now. I'm going to tag Vincent as well. It is Metal Gear Solid is so superbly designed. The gameplay is varied and interesting. The characters are engaging and engrossing. The story has twists and turns and stays within the, an acceptable level of groundedness. <laughs> okay, no, what do you play it does, it too? Does. No, 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 no. The, the characters are a bit off the wall at times, but the, the, the actual plot in terms of people's motivations, what they're trying to it's do. It's mostly just a political achieve, thriller, yeah. Right? It is, it's, a, it's a really, really good piece of fiction. Mm-hmm. I do have some notes. For Mr. Kojima. Hideo Kojima, my friend, you are an auteur. You are a genius. Your games are without parallel. Hire a goddamn editor, please. He f- Between one and two, he fires the editor. Let like, hire an editor. Because I don't need to know about the mating rituals of Alaskan field mice, right? Not a joke. <laughs> That's not a joke. That's something that gets explained to you. In not not like not a you know a sort of bonus cutscene. That's when you're learning how to get through a vent. Mm-hmm. The guy who teaches you that tells you about Alaskan field mice. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know the entire backstory of someone who like we get a backstory of someone who never actually properly appears as themselves on camera. 
Who? Octopus. Oh, yeah, Decoy Octopus. Decoy yeah. Octopus, you never meet this character. <laughs> but they've got a whole thing. Like, there's one point where it's like, ah. Oh, we're in a nuclear weapons storehouse. Be sure to call this weapons expert on this frequency, right? So Natasha Romanenko, thing. man. You've got to go and talk. What's it, Nastasha? Nastasha Romanenko, yeah. Yeah, you're going to, you'd, you'd never need to talk to her. She just no. gives you a whole bunch of information about nukes, which you don't need in any way. <laughs> no. It is a little bloated. It is a little bit bloated. bloated. Right. You, ah, so the ending of Metal Gear Solid 2, when you get there, 24-minute cutscene. Right. right. Fantastic. Unbelievable. Ending of Metal Gear Solid 4, I believe a full 90 minutes. Yeah, you've told me this one as well. If, if, we, we, get if we ever get there, before the heat death <laughs> of the universe. Um, apart from that, like, the inventory system is awful. But, I mean, that's yeah. just, it's just dated. And there's a bunch of Some stuff. Some of that like stuff it, is, it's a game from 1998. Yeah, like, it's top down. You can go into first-person mode, but it's clunky and awful. But, like, that that's that's just because it's two decades old. Mm. Um, I think Ocarina of Time gets it there, actually, from a gameplay perspective. Yeah, it's neater. It's, a, it's, it's more fun. In that respect, um, it's, le- it's, uh, it's less annoying. Yeah, yeah, because there's there's moments where like the gameplay object, like there's a point where we're in a sniper battle, and yes. like that sort of thing. It's just so hard, but the game is never boring. It's it's always fresh. It's always getting you to do something different, whether it's fighting a helicopter on the roof of a building or playing what is essentially Bomberman with one of the bosses. Like Raven, yeah, you know, there's an abseiling sequence. Like, yeah, that, I forgot about that until we got to it. I was like, oh, yeah, it's like rappelled down the side of the building while this helicopter taxi. And I was like, why is this in the game? Yeah, it doesn't need to be here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, really good game. Dennis, would recommend. I think you spent a lot less time sneaking around than you expected. Um, I think one of the things that really helped me, because here's, here's one of the big issues that I had with it. And again, this isn't a criticism of it that really, it's just it's just dated, right? It, it the I don't like too much hand-holding in a video game, obviously, but this one does way too little, right? So, like, yeah. you can just miss the thermal goggles, mm-hmm. you know? And Dennis was like, go here and get them because they're upstairs, this bit that you would otherwise never go to, right? Yeah. Um, so, that sort of stuff is not great, you know? I mean, the game is totally beatable without them, but it's a QOL improvement. And there's a lot of sequences where... One thing I really don't like is there are a lot of sequences where it sets you up for failure. And you yeah, have to... turn a blind corner and there'll be a camera that shoots you or a mine. Or, yeah, and it's like, oh, the, so, like... I would say that it would be borderline impossible to even attempt a blind playthrough of this without dying. Like you have to, like you have to see the game over screen to be like, ah, now I know not to do that next time, yeah. rather than figuring it out and being like, because uh, like for example, mines are completely invisible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unless you get the optional the- mine detector or optional thermal goggles, exactly, right? So, but but look, I I kind of get it. I kind of I understand why people are so into it because the the it, it is just, it's really, really good fiction. There is one thing I want to ask you, and this is the, a, a real, before we go, and this is a real spoiler from the Namilgar Solid. How do you like that twist at the end? The Ocelot phone call. So this is a big spoiler. So if, you, if you're if you intending to play it, and you should, you should, because it is, it is, it's a piece of video game history. It's one of the best games of all time. And so you can get on get good old games for like 10 bucks. Yep. Um, yeah, at the end, there's a conversation about a third clone because mm-hmm. there's you, there's Liquid Snake, clones, and then there's a third clone, Solidus Snake. I'm like, oh, I've heard of that before. I know that I know, I've heard the name Solidus Snake. And then in the end, it's like, yes. Well, I'll talk to you next time, Mr. President. So now Bill so Clinton good. is Solidus Snake. <laughs> Bill Clinton is a, the clone of a of a super soul, a genetically engineered super soldier, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. Yeah, well, that's that, that's canon in life. So you should, that's good to know. Yeah, that's very interesting. Anyway, Metal Gear Solid Two on the docket. When are we doing it? Next week. We'll do it tomorrow if you want. No, you're watching the game. What game was tonight? 
Well, I'm watching the game. I'm staying up late to watch the game awards tonight because there was rumors that Bluepoint is working on a Metal Gear Solid remake and that yeah. there, will, there will be an announcement for it. How many copies of that would you buy down? <laughs> as many as I can. Mr. Kojima has my ticket, dude. And Kojima yeah. wouldn't even be working on this technically, but it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. he has every, like, Death Stranding, side unseen. No problem. And it was good enough that he gets another one. Next so is Hideo Kojima game, one please. If I gave you a blank PlayStation 5 box that just said, mm-hmm. I, I, so imagine this. Like, think, think of like the World War I sensor. Right, yeah. So just the black redacted thing, and that is over the the, the top the, across the entire front of the the game, right? Except the words a hideo a hideo game. Kojima game. One please. I don't care if it's Barbie Horse Simulator to the 2013. Give me. Just take it. Give me because not- if, if I if I know hideo Kojima, yeah. the horses are an allegory for nuclear weapons, <laughs> and halfway through it's going to turn out the entire thing's a simulation anyway. So yeah, I'm the stable master is going to come to you and say. Let me tell you about my grandfather. Let me tell you about my grandfather. Right. I, 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 when I, I, are you someone who fears death? Yes. I do too. I think, I, I think most people do a little bit. Megan Klein's not too. It's good, it's good for me to know yep. from what playing Metal Gear Solid that I will have a good 40 to 50 minutes of just talking as yep. I die that yep. I'm excited about. Yeah. That was another thing that annoyed me. No matter how inconsequential the villain was, whenever you killed anyone in a boss fight, they had a 15 minute soliloquy. Snake holds them in their hands while they die. <laughs> and you get like, so one of them told the story about how the village burned down when they were a kid. It's one like of them told the story it. about how they were exiled from their own nation, went to live with wolves. One of them had their flesh picked off their bones by ravens while delivering this soliloquy. You think I'm making this up? This all is in no. the game. You're, there's a great quote. I was talking about this from Yoji Shinkawa, who's like the like concept artist and artist of Raw for all the games. Mm. And he says um, a bunch of times, like when Hideo Kishin came to me and said, you know, we wanted to, I can't remember the first example. It's like, you know, we wanted to have a giant mech that looked like a dinosaur. I thought he was joking. But then soon I realized... Mr. Kojima was not joking. Mm. And then when I came to, Mr. Kojima came to me and said, we want to put a vampire in Metal Gear Solid 2. I thought Mr. Kojima was joking. But then I realized Mr. Kojima was not joking. Mr. Kojima and now I have realized Mr. Kojima is never joking. He's never joking. He does not joke. He does not joke. <laughs> it's so good. Mr. Dude. Kojima came to me and said, listen, I want Norman Reedus, right, pissing with a fetus strapped to his chest. Okay. Game of the year. <laughs> Game of the year, 10 out of 10, Kojima does it again. So, Roddy, if I told you there was a vampire, mm. a person with a Dr. Octopus suit. Yes, okay. And a person with a magical force field that can dodge bullets. Yeah. In Metal Gear Solid 2, which okay. one of those three things is fake? Oh. I which mean, of those I, is not none in the game? None of them. Can I guess none? Correct. They are yeah. all in the game. Can I guess none of the above? That I, I mean, that doesn't sound like a. You're gonna to have to get a lot more buckwild than that, Dennis. None of those are beyond the pale. Okay, cool. Anyway, thank you for listening to our Hideo Kojima um, fan Kojima cast. cast. There'll be more of that in the future because I'm going to burn through MGS2 next week. Let's talk Hideo games, baby. Hideo games, very good. Anyway, we're done. Thanks for listening. Uh, thank you, of course, to Joe Kim Karad for the use of the theme song "Shine." Uh, you go listen to his music for free. It's fantastic. Uh, and go to channelfire.com, the continued sponsors of this dumb Hideo Kojima fan cast. <laughs> I don't know why they're supporting the, I get that. Can you go they and buy Metal they, Gear they, Solid from channelfire.com? No, but I can tell you what's going to be on the smart token. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, do I get to be Snake? Yeah, if I get to be Master Chief, I guess. <laughs> oh, oh, that's really good. Yeah. We could make you like Cortana, make you all blue and sexy. Blue and naked? Yeah, yeah I like that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay fresh, cheese bags.